Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? This is Mindful Mostly. It's a show for those of us who are mindful most of the time. We're curious, we're conscious, we're down to earth, and we have tiny attention spans. That's why this show is 20 minutes or less every Monday. Tell your friends. I'm Andrea Collins, and it's been almost a week since I have been back from the beautiful country that is Denmark. I was in Copenhagen when you last heard from me. And since I've returned, let's just say everything is in gray. (laughs) Honestly, compared to those people, us North Americans are the scummiest (laughs) humans on earth. People are spitting as I'm walking down the street. People are driving erratically, eating fast food, and I'm like, ugh, they would never do this in Denmark. But actually, I learned a lot on that trip. And I'm sure you've heard of Hyg, H-Y-G-G-E, which is all the rage, which is how I thought you pronounced it, actually. But it turns out it's Hug, like H-O-O-G, A-H. Huga. Today we are talking about Hug life and the Danish style files. Because if you do a Google image search of uh, Danish or Copenhagen street style, women there know how to dress. And they do it in the way that once you achieve it, you've figured it out. Because it's practical It looks awesome, it's comfortable, and it's damn stylish. Today, we are going to talk about the living spaces that I noticed, the differences between us and them, the cultural differences, which I'm pretty sure contribute to them being considered the happiest people in the world, style files obviously that's my most extensive list and lastly activity so let's talk about some of the differences all right okay so when it comes to living spaces candles always everywhere I went there was a candle on my table and in North America we usually think of candles for evening nighttime. There, it is candle time all the time. You're having your morning coffee, you light a candle. You're doing some work in front of your computer in the afternoon, you got a candle going. Same for at night, it's lovely. Here's the thing though, I noticed that, like I said, every cafe, every restaurant, your table always has a candle going. It's like they, it's like there's no fire code there saying, no, you can't have candles because people are just responsible. They don't light themselves on fire there. They're too smart. One thing that was especially lovely was that when you're walking down the street at night, people have candles going in their windows. So cozy. In fact, when it comes to the definition of hug, it it roughly translates to coziness, well-being. It encompasses an entire way of living that's all about warmth, safety and community 
And you really see that a lot there. It's taking pleasure from the soothing, ordinary, and inexpensive things in life. And isn't that what life's all about? Back to the candles, though. The New York Times says that Danes feel the way about candles that Americans feel about cat videos and guns. There's no such thing as too much. Okay, next in your living space, plants. A lot of what we see, you know, the bohemian minimalism that's taken over in North America pretty much started there. So you see a lot of wood, natural elements in the home, plants, minimalism, not a ton of stuff, white walls, and dear Lord, lights that dim. Okay, this one blew my mind. People leave their babies outside in strollers when they run in to get a coffee or a croissant. And apparently the Norwegians do this as well, and they swear it has health benefits for your baby. In fact, when it comes to napping, sometimes I've heard that they put their babies outside for nap time because they feel like the cool air is just really good for them. And I'm sure they're right. So there would be times when I would be going into a, a, a space, a, a shop, or I would say most commonly places where, you know, they would park their baby outside, but they could still see them. There was a window. Um, you would see just babies chilling up. <laughs> them independent babies doing their own damn thing. And the parents were just inside getting their coffee. You know, they're not like bulldozing through crowds of people, knocking chairs over with a giant stroller. So that was pretty neat. Can you imagine that ever happening here in North America? If you left your baby outside to run into Starbucks, people would freak. In fact, in fact, a Danish woman moved to the US and yeah, you know what happened. She left her baby outside to run in. She was actually at a restaurant. So they do this for restaurants too. Like if you're having a sit down lunch, you can leave your baby outside. She did that in the US. Next thing you know, she was arrested, she was strip searched, and her baby was taken away. Now she ended up getting her baby back, but obviously that scarred her for life. This is cool. This is very interesting to just show the different perspectives. People in New York, which is where this happened, were outraged that this woman would have even thought it's somewhat cool to leave your baby outside unattended when you go in. They were just fuming about that. At the same time, people in Denmark were equally stunned and appalled by the notion that a woman would be arrested, strip searched, and have her child taken away just for leaving them outside of a lunch spot. Okay, now, a couple cultural differences, which were really neat. One, people were not staring at their phones. When you'd walk into, let's say, a cafe, and you'd see someone glued to their phone the whole time, they sort of stuck out like a sore thumb. And every time you would hear them speak, because I started to notice this, so I started to keep track, 
you would hear that they had a North American accent. Interesting, right? They were from Canada, they were from the US, they weren't Danish, and they were glued to their phone. Next thing was, when you went into a, a restaurant or a cafe, you, it wasn't a bunch of people on their computers. In fact, I think I saw one person on their computer the whole time in, in a public space. That was very, very different. Interesting. Okay, let's get into style. This list is extensive. Or as the Danish would say, Udstrat. I'm sure I butchered that, but... A cropped pant. Big fans of the cropped pant. In particular, the boot cut or the wide leg cropped pant. It helps if you're showing a little bit of sock. We're not talking straight ankle here. And then runners. This was something I loved. It was all about reasonable shoes. If you were wearing a boot, that boot had no more than a one and a half inch heel and your shoes were runners. And they weren't just like little Converse kicks. They were full out dad runners. They were chunky shoes. They were, you know, just straight up gym shoes. It didn't matter. And people wore them with skirts. They wore them with wide leg pants. You didn't see skinny jeans there as much, whereas we love them here. You saw them and they were usually with a boot, but you would never see the runner with the skinny leg. Long wool jackets cinched at the waist. We do that a lot here. Uh, one thing I noticed though is that here we would generally, our coat would be camel, navy blue, black, gray. There, there'd be some checkered patterns. There might be some funky color. There might be some swooshy, swooshy things all over it or a neat pattern. They didn't shy away from being noticed. They weren't trying to stand out, but at the same time, they weren't trying to just blend in, you know? Oversized, but fitted. This again came back to the practicality and the comfort in women's wear. Oversized, but fitted. Nothing was too clingy, nothing was too tight, nothing looked too small, it all looked just right. Is this going to be the next children's book? Barrettes. Now, barrettes are one of the biggest style accessories from 2019. They were all over New York Fashion Week, but I still haven't really been seeing them here in Toronto. I see them on like street style all-stars, you know, the ones that would kind of like urban streetwear. But I haven't seen just the everyday girl with a side barrette in her hair, but I can tell you, they's all doing it there, and it looks so good. It looks so pretty and feminine and effortless, just hooking it away from your darling little face with your beautiful little barrette. Effortless, but so pretty. In fact, that's the way I would say their style was. It was like, it was pretty, but it was unfair. Fussed. You know what I mean? You'd see long skirts, but then you'd see them with runners. You'd see pretty dresses, but it wouldn't be super tight. You wouldn't be wearing high heels with it. No way. You'd be wearing like a flat boot. 
Now, when it came to hair, barrettes, like I was saying, big time, and natural hair, no one was grabbing their straightening iron or their wand, or at least it didn't look that way. In fact, I'd look at women's hair and I'd be like, how did she do that? Oh yeah, it's just her perfect natural wave. But was it? I don't know. Just the thing is, it didn't look like anybody tried too hard, but it all looked good. If there was some woman walking around there with a bunch of Botox in her face, contoured and like perfectly curled hair, she would stand out and honestly look so even faker there. It was all about natural. Bedhead, um, when it came to makeup, very natural, but good skin. You know, you're wearing like a nice dewy foundation, uh, a neutral lip, and mascara, and that's it. Sometimes no mascara, but then some girls had just like really thick mascara, but it, it, it looked so good because it was a neutral lip, a nice, nice skin, and, and that was it. And the last thing I would say is they don't shy away from color, but none of the colors are neon. They're subdued, but there's color. So dusty blues, dusty reds, uh, pastels, a nice green. They did that right. They expressed themselves, but never too loudly. Okay, and this last one I think is really important. I saw so many families outside together hanging out. And we see that in North America, but I I could, I just, it didn't seem like these kids were itching to go home and play video games. You'd see um, breweries, let's say, like a bar, and, and parents would go and they'd grab a beer, and then they'd go across to the playground. And it's just like, Parents' friends were hanging out there. The kids were there. The grandparents were there. Everybody was just there. And they were having a good time. In Canada, it would be like beer in a playground. You, I mean, obviously, you guys are just hiding it in your coffee cups. But it was okay. Why? Because they're responsible, civilized people. They say that uh, in, in Denmark... Outdoor living is the key to happiness. To be active is to be alive. How true is that? And to be outdoors is always better than going to the gym. There you go. There is your guide to Hygge from my eyes in the Danish style files. Okay, coming up on next week's show, Getting Back to Reality, Born and Raised, we are discussing your pussy problems. Next week on the show, Dr. Heather Bartos is going to be here. She's an OBGYN and a leading voice in women's health and wellness. So here's what I want you to do over the next week. Hit me up with the questions you want me to ask her because it can be really hard to have time with these people. It can be really hard to, when you do have time with a gyno or an OBGM, to ask them the questions that you've been too embarrassed to ask. Fire them at me, sister. We are going to talk about it all next week, including the seven most frequently asked questions that she gets. Maybe yours will be included. 
Sexual health trends, this includes clam steaming, yeah, vaginal steaming. What is that? I don't even know. Something that happens on a hot day? We're gonna find out. That is next week, so in the meantime, you can hit me up with those questions at Mindful Mostly on Instagram. You can also email me at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com. All right. I'll talk to you next time right here on Mindful Mostly.